Welcome to Sustainability is My Kink podcast. Each week, we dive into different topics surrounding longevity and happiness. We'll discuss research and statistics on how to create a sustainable and well-rounded life with me, your host, Dasha. Each week, I'll have a special guest co-host, depending on the topic. Please follow us on Instagram at sustainabilityismykinkpod and on Patreon if you would like to participate in a donation to get us up and running. And check out our website and blog at www sustainabilitykink.com. Hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome to this week's episode of Sustainability is My Kink podcast. Um, I am Dasha. I'm the host. It's been a little while. It's been a hot minute since I've done this. Um, I moved to Seattle and then I was like super swamped. I have a million excuses I could go through, but Um, The reality was I always wanted this podcast to be like a fun thing for me to do and for me to not like push episodes out just, you know, because of weeks or whatever. And um, fortunately for like 15 weeks straight, I could do that. But then now I'm starting work again and I was vacationing in Colorado and it was super, super nice and super easy. And I thought maybe I would record with my friend in Colorado, but we were having too much fun last week. So, um, but this week I'm really excited to do an episode, um, way ahead of time. This is for the topic of new year's resolutions. And I have a great host, somebody that's been on the show before who I love very much and has been through a lot this last month. Um, we were supposed to record a couple weeks back, but, um, you know, just certain circumstances. Sometimes life is such a bitch and, um, my heart goes out to you, Ariel. Um, Ariel, welcome back. You were on our sustainability vices episode, which was super fun. And we did that live in LA and then we ate a bunch of pizza and watched Bob's burgers, which was so much fun. Um, but yeah, tell us a little bit about what's been going on with your life and just update us about mostly the good, but if you feel like (laughs) saying like all the things that you've been through, it's just, it's nuts. I totally feel you this. I feel like this month has been like, I don't know if you believe in astrology, but I feel like this whole fucking month has been like a full moon type of vibe, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Yeah, no, this month has definitely been, this whole year has been insane. Um, Mm -hmm. I've moved I've lived in four different places, had three different jobs, and had a car accident, and, like, this has just, this proved to be the year of instability for me, but I'm ending it on a high note. There was so much bad stuff that happened, but somehow, um, I ended up with a new apartment, a new car, a new job, and a new art studio. Yeah. (laughs) So, it's weird how these things work out, um, but... Yeah, it, it was, um, it's been a lot, um, but I'm really excited for 2020, and yeah, last time we talked about vices, and I, now it's funny that we're kind of going to, we're going to get to talk about um, what to do if you want to kick those vices, <laughs> how to get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, that is true, That that's totally what we're going to talk about, <laughs> that's really funny, it, it comes full circle. Yeah, so I'm here to talk about the problems and the answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I also wanted to ask you, how are you and your boyfriend doing? I know you guys were in kind of a transition state last time we talked, and you guys were, he's an artist as well, if yeah. I recall, um, right? We're 
good. Like I said, it's it's just been like a lot of moving parts for the past mm-hmm. couple months. But I mean, yeah, we share an art studio now. So uh, luckily paying rent isn't too bad because, yeah, it's just like split. Um, That's awesome. But yeah, I mean, living with him. Uh, I think when you live with anybody, there's like a small adjustment period where you're like, trying to figure them out and figure out like what are their habits and what are they going to do or not do or like what kind of things should you expect or not expect from them right and uh it was a it wasn't like hard it wasn't at any point like seriously where I was like I can't do this but there was two days in a row back to back where he stole my lunch (laughs) and I was not happy (laughs) um does he not know women at all (laughs) that is like the worst thing you can do how dare you steal my lunch and one of them the lid was clear like the container was clear so I was like how did you steal my lunch when you could literally see inside and you could see that that wasn't your food (laughs) that's Um, so funny but no, I mean, yeah, other than like initial adjustments, um, I would say I feel like for the most part, we've adjusted just fine. And now it just kind of feels like, oh, OK, this is like super easy. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's been totally crazy, normal. but yeah, it's all worked out so far for the better. Good, good. I'm so glad to hear. Yeah, I think um, I know it's always like sometimes it feels like life's just like kicking you when you're down and you're just like, what is the point of this? Like, what am I trying to learn? What is the lesson? What did I do to deserve this? You know, and all that stuff. But you know, like in a couple months when things start straightening out, you're like, oh my God, if, if those things didn't happen the way that they happened, I wouldn't be exactly where I am now. And that's, you know, when things are looking better, they're always so good where you're like, all those things had to happen in that way for me to end up in a better place. Yeah. Someone, you know? one of my followers sent me a video and it was this thing called the Nova effect. And they were like, Hey, I, I, I don't have any way to help you out, but here's this video and I hope you like it. And, um, you can just look it up on YouTube, but the gist mm-hmm. of it is basically like this guy, he goes through like life events and at the time he thinks they're like really bad but out of every really bad event, something really good happens. Like he oh. loses his dog and then he can't find his dog. And he's like, oh no. But then this girl that ends up being the love of his life, like she ends up being the one finding it. And like, that's how he meets this girl that ends up being yeah. like the love of his life. But like, that wouldn't have happened if he hadn't lost his dog. And right. then like another one is like, he ends up getting in a car crash and they take him to the hospital. And then uh, he ends up getting his life saved because while he's there, he gets a CAT scan and then they discover a tumor that if they had discovered later, like it would have been too late. And so, yeah, it's like. So crazy. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. But let's get to the episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, wait, one last little tiny tangent. Um, this one's kind of fun and kinky, but just like same thing that you're talking about. Like one thing leads to another and like how it leads to something good or like something that maybe you wouldn't have discovered that could be like life changing. Um, I have a friend. He was actually on the show um, in a past episode, I won't reveal his identity, but he, um, he was like hooking up with this girl and they were kind of into like kinky stuff. And like, Mm -hmm. she asked him to slap her, but like very consensually, like, you know, like she was the one that asked him and they talked about it even beforehand or whatever, but he accidentally slapped her ear and (laughs) he like burst her eardrum and he felt so so awful. He was like, and he really liked this girl and she really liked him. Like they were boyfriend and girlfriend and dating for a really long time. And like, 
Um, and he burst her like eardrum, which I think is incredibly painful, I would imagine. So she like ended up going to the ER and she's like a really healthy young girl, like 24, 25, right? And she ended up going to the ER and like she had to go to like see um, like an ear, nose and throat specialist. And they ended up finding a growth like in the back of her throat and she had to like have it cut out because they thought it was cancer. And they would have never ever seen that if she hadn't had that occur and hadn't had like this special like scan or whatever at that exam isn't that crazy oh my god (laughs) yeah so it's like and then she like she she basically was like you saved my life because he felt like awful obviously for like weeks you know and like didn't know what was gonna happen and she was probably like super mad at him I don't think she was like super mad at him but like you know just like the the whole dynamic of the relationship the like, appropriate really level of mad for popular yeah Andrew. yeah totally <laughs> um but yeah and yeah and they dated for a while after now they're friends like they're not together anymore but it wasn't because of that like but it's just so interesting how like a series of events could like you know occur to something that could be literally life-changing um oh my god yeah, yeah. that that's how it feels like it feels like 2019 kind of popped me in the ear yeah. <laughs> and like I'm, I'm yeah. like thank you I have a car and a studio and an apartment and a new mm-hmm. job but like also did it have to go down this way like <laughs> yeah you're like but also can you be gentle next time <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I totally get that well um now that we're turning the corner and we're going into 2020 um let's talk about the resolution so in 2017 these were the top 10 new year's resolutions from statistics brain um which is a website or statistic brain um number one was losing weight or like healthier eating um of course (laughs) of course which like duh that's on my list this year it's on my list every year honestly um I think actually more specifically for me this year, it would be like to exercise more because I've really like lost my exercise routine. And I know that like heart disease is the number one killer of women. Blah, 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 blah. So like I got to get my cardio game up. Um, I started going to the gym because I was like and I started eating healthier like a you. couple weeks ago because I was like, I don't want that to be my resolution. I want my resolution to be <gasps> keep it going. <laughs> You're amazing. I love that. That's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Number two is, like, life slash self-improvement. So I guess, like, I would think that this is – there's not really another one that's similar to this, but I would think it's be, like, more happy. Or for me, this means, like, being more in the moment or just, like, being more happy or doing things that make me happy and that don't stress me out or give me anxiety. Oh, really? I think of it as, like, um, like becoming more responsible, I guess, doing the more boring stuff. So that way you are happy, you know, like budgeting or like those kinds of things where it's like, it's not fun, but you'll be happier in the long run when you have savings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, number three is better financial decisions. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's okay. I need that like probably more than the working out, honestly. (laughs) I move around so often. You can probably relate to this. It's like every time you move, you basically have negative thousands of dollars. (laughs) Yes, it's I've crazy. Moved in my life, like seventeen times, dude. Same. Yeah, mm. not ideal. It's really hard. Well, they said. I think I read an article once that like three most like traumatizing life events is moving, uh, getting married, or like planning a wedding, 
and uh, having a kid. So like I've, if they're all on the same scale, I've literally had like 17 kids. And so have you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like see people that have kids now and I'm like, what? Like, yeah, I'm still a kid, so yeah, and uh, I'm like stressed watching people online. Like, wow, you're taking care of like a whole other being. Like, I'm barely yeah. handling myself. I know it's it's so crazy. Oh my god. Um, number four is quit smoking. That's like that's an interesting one. I used to smoke. Like now I'm back in Seattle. I used to smoke when I lived in Seattle last time. Um, because literally everyone smokes here because everyone's like super emo and depressed. Sorry, Seattle, that's a pretty bad shout out, but it's true. Um Is it always rainy? Yeah, I mean it's not so much the rain, but it's just like like today I was working in an office with a really nice view. Um and it's literally like it looks like 8 p.m. at noon it look it's just dark all the time and it's like for seven months out of the year so and it actually my friend from philly that i was in uh, colorado with just last week she told me a fun fact philadelphia has more rain than seattle like by inches of rain or however the fuck they mentioned or measure rain yeah isn't that crazy i think there's like a few cities but like philadelphia for sure it's like officially marked as that it's just like is is Portland a rainy city? I yeah, like. it's totally a rainy city. It, I mean, honestly, Portland might have more. Like, we haven't... I've been back since, I want to say... Um, when did I get back? Like, Saturday night. And it hasn't rained since then. And it's, what, Wednesday? And, like, Philadelphia's had snow and rain since then. It's just... It's oh. a really weird... It's just always dark here. And so maybe people think it's raining all the time. But it's really not. So... Um, anyway, but the quitting smoking thing, like I quit cold turkey when I moved out of Seattle. It took me like six months to decide that I wanted to do it. I moved to San Francisco and then I quit, but it was never like a new year's resolution, but I could understand why it would be. Yeah. Um, save money and Mm -hmm. no, can't, I don't know. Uh, I guess it also depends on what you're smoking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Um, but across the board, you'll save money, I suppose, if, whether you're smoking crack or cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you jumped to crack. <laughs> if I had it, it's like thinking like a joint. <laughs> but yeah, I guess crack. <laughs> um, I, I mean, saying, okay. I can't imagine that it's cheap. Like, I'll, yeah, no, I can't imagine it's cheap either. But like, I just want to know, like, which listeners of mine, like, are smoking crack and like are on this <laughs> podcast, like trying to come up with their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> They're like making a list. And number two is like, <laughs> quit smoking crack. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're out there and you're smoking crack and you don't want to be definitely put it on your list. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's amazing. (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Um, okay. Number five, uh, do more exciting things. I like that. I think that's just FOMO. I I don't know if it's FOMO, but I, I like it. I like the energy. I like the, I think that's the best one so far, honestly. I mean, like I'm here for a good time, not a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the rest of the stuff. I feel like people don't. I feel like I, amongst my group of friends, I don't know if you can relate to this, but 
like, I feel like I'm always the person that spends a bunch of money on a trip or like, uh, you know, an experience or whatever, just trying to go and have fun and more excitement and like go out and see things and do things. Um, whereas like most of my friends are super vanilla and they're like, no, I have to start my savings and I'm like 25 and I have to have a Roth IRA and I have to put my money away and I have to go to work eight hours a day and I can't take off an extra day to do this fun ass trip with you or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think I'm starting to merge towards responsibility, but only because of the crazy year that I've had. Mm-hmm. Like, like when I got into a car accident, um, it was right before Thanksgiving. And so we had two days off and normally those two days would be paid for me, but because yeah. I haven't been there like the 90 days or whatever, I get them off, but they're unpaid. Oh, so yeah. I got the day after I was in the accident off cause I had to deal with insurance and all that jazz. And then the day that I got my car off. So then like in that pay period, I had like four days off and I was yeah. like, Oh my God. But I feel like if I didn't, if I wasn't pressed for cash for a new car, I would have right. been like, eh, you know? Right. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I, I also don't want to like stop being like, let's go have fun. So I'm kind of like torn between the two because I'm like, yeah, I want to enjoy experiences while I'm young and I have the time and the energy to enjoy them. But also I'm like, ah. Yeah. No, it's totally. I mean. I I think there's like I admire three, the ability. Yeah, totally. And I think there's like three stages of becoming an adult. There's like the first stage where you're just like a shit show and you're always having fun and you're always in the red with like your finances or whatever, you know, you're just like burning the candle at both ends. Then there's like the stage where I'm at, I think, where I'm like I would like to be I'm looking at the third stage as like a very promising sort of way to live but I still make some shit show decisions and then the third stage is when you're like actually put together and you're like well you know what I don't have enough money for this trip but I can always plan it in a few months or whatever you know yeah when I was um when I first moved out uh I don't know about you but I had little moments where it like dawned on me like oh you're like a grown-ass bitch now and like (laughs) Um, one of those moments was like really unexpected. I was grocery shopping at Ralph's and Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I had gone in or whatever and I don't like grocery shopping. Grocery shopping is probably one of my least favorite chores. I honestly hate grocery shopping too. Yeah. Like the worst. My boyfriend's the only person that can really get me to go without like me really putting up a fight. And even then sometimes it's like, I don't want to (laughs) go. Um, and so this what are you, what are you talking about, like, Ariel? This is why you have a boyfriend. You got to make him go and do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was like 18 or 19 and I'm in this grocery store. This is way, way before I met him. And um, I see this pack of like teeth whitening strips, just like, you know, at the store, nothing uh-huh. fancy. And my mom, she like never, ever, not even that I necessarily wanted to use them as a kid, but I just remember mm-hmm. seeing her putting them on once. And being like, what is that? I want to try that. And she was just like so harsh about it. And she was like, no, this is something for adults, not for kids. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And so then I was in the store and I saw the box that she had. 
and I like look around and then I just grabbed it and I was like nobody's gonna stop me <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was like one of the little moments where I was like oh I'm really an adult now I can yeah, use these strips you can whiten your damn teeth now yeah <laughs> I know it's so funny like it's so funny like the way that we look at life when we're young and then like when we're growing up or like just yeah it's it's totally true I've had moments like that recently too I think it started when I was 27 now I'm 29 I just turned 29 like um a couple weeks ago but when I was like 27 I really started to have like kind of a change in the way that I saw like dangerous activities especially like now I don't really like roller coasters like I'm just like what is the appeal I could die on this thing I don't know and when I was young I like loved roller coasters or if I hang out on like a playground with you know my sister who's 16 just because we're like taking a walk we like go on the swings just to talk I like swing a couple times and I'm like nauseous and I'm growing into like an old woman, like seriously in that way. I can't eat candy anymore. The only candy (laughs) that I think I can eat is like, well, like chocolate aside. Chocolate doesn't really count. Yeah. Um, Chocolate's like legit. Is like a sour belts. Yeah. But even then I probably only eat that like once or twice a year. And that's only on the off chance that like I somehow come into contact with it. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I you will never, never like, buy it for buy yourself. It. Yeah. 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 It's so true. It's so weird. Oh, and like, I was just, we, we went skiing when we were in Colorado, like, um, uh, last week or whatever. And like, I was terrified out of my damn mind. And when I was little, I would ski like, like nobody's business because I just had no fear. You know, I think when you're yeah. younger, like that fear, like whatever part of your brain is like underdeveloped, at least for me it was. And now it's like, I'm afraid of fucking everything. And there's like, you know, when you're skiing, you do like pizza or French fries. I did like pizza pretty much all the way down the hill. (laughs) You're like, please help, help. Yeah. I was like, I was done after like two runs, but actually the second day we went, I like, I was like, get your shit together. Plus I had a couple drinks and I was feeling loose. I was getting down the mountain pretty fast, (laughs) but it's only when I'm boozed up. I can't like do it sober. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't know of any other things that I feel like I've really like outgrown, outgrown. I'm sure there are some, I know I've definitely like changed but yeah no you definitely have little markers where you're like I don't like that anymore (laughs) I know I know it's so true all right number six uh for resolutions spend more time with family slash close friends um yeah I think that's definitely a part uh, a stage three adult move because when you're like stage one you're like I want to wild out and do all the crazy things with my friends and then stage two you're kind (laughs) of like I'm trying to figure stuff out. So I feel like that's definitely a stage three adult yeah, resolution. For sure. Or you just like start valuing people that are close to you. And then I, I just recently reconnected with, well, first I encouraged two friends that were like mutual friends of mine, but they were on the outs and I encouraged them to reconnect. And then after that worked out um, and I encouraged it on both of their ends. Like I was really like, playing like 
both sides and I was like, no, you should talk to her and like, you should talk to her. And I was like, I think you guys are making a mistake. Like, make sure, you know, like go and talk, go meet up for a drink. Like, you know, you're both right. Just go explain your sides, whatever. Um, And after that worked out, I just recently reconnected with one of my friends that I lost. I mean, we were just on the outs, like we were in a big fight and stuff and we didn't talk for like months. And, um, and I think it goes with that whole stage three adult thing that you're talking about, where it's just like, you start kind of evaluating like the people that are close to you and starting, and you kind of start to be like, Hey, like, you know, everyone has faults, including myself. And like, I'm not perfect. Why am I being so harsh to someone just cause like, they made a mistake and I'm, you know, and it's never like one sided either. Like you have to look at yourself and be like, what did I do to contribute to that mistake? Yeah. I think being a stage one and two adult, you're like, well, stage one adult, you have no idea who you are. You're just trying on every hat you can think of. You're like, what's this and this and that and this. And I think stage two, you're like, okay, you have like a few of the things like, nope, I don't want to do that. or I don't want to be that. But you're still kind of like exploring and I feel like stage three you have like a better handle on like who you are Mm -hmm. yeah it's really true and like Um, what you value and what matters to you yeah yeah exactly what like matters to you and like who actually is treating you right and it's really confusing sometimes like I feel like sometimes I don't know if you can relate to this but like sometimes when I meet a person that I really like I actually now that I've grown up and like met a lot of different people I'm always really like worried about liking someone a lot initially because most of the time I end up not liking that person and it's quite the opposite if like I meet someone new and I'm not really sure about how I feel about them they're like more interesting to me and then in the long term they end up being a better friend or a good friend of mine for a long time I've heard that people um that it's like a thing that, like, the same reasons you might start to like someone will be the reasons you dislike someone. Like, if someone is really spontaneous and fun in the beginning, in, like, yeah. down the line, you could be like, oh, they're really, like, irresponsible and they don't know how to plan. And, you know, spontaneous, like, went from, like, being a positive thing to, like, oh, you don't know how to, like, handle yourself. Right, or, like, right. Yeah, or or just things like that where, you know, you could be like, oh, this person's, like, so funny. They make me laugh all the time. And then that could turn into, like, uh, they're actually super immature and don't Mm -hmm. know when to, like, be serious. Yeah. It's really – yeah, that's such a good point. And, like, just finding a – I think for me, it's, like, exactly on what you're saying. It's, like, I always like a really balanced person, but I also like somebody that really is, like – almost the opposite of me like whenever people ask me about like who would be like my romantic interest like I always say the quality that appeals to me most is somebody that's like really level-headed and calm and I'm not like that at all (laughs) so it's like it's interesting like what people like or don't like but yeah I think it's um that's totally true if I meet somebody that has like an extreme of any one characteristic I'm always really worried about that and I try to like kind of ease my time with them yeah um all right number seven work out more often I told myself I was gonna work out actually after this I worked out yesterday and Monday oh good job girl what are you doing for Um, working out I am actually uh, so I thought it would just be all cardio at first well right now because I'm trying to like 
get into the habit and stick with it instead of just go really hard. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually only going to the gym for anywhere between like 20 to 35 minutes like each time. Um, just because I know that if I like don't want to go and I force myself to commit to like an hour, I'm definitely yeah. not going to go the next day. <laughs> so totally. Right now, yeah. How long does it take? Like three weeks to build a habit or something? Right now, I'm trying. I think it's to, 18 like, days, <laughs> which 18 is yeah. Days? Like, yeah. Uh huh. Oh well, yeah. Right now, I'm, I think I'm reaching that threshold because um, I wanted to work out this weekend. But then my check engine light came on and I freaked out because I just popped oh, this Jesus. car. And so I was like, oh, no. And so anyways, basically, I had to, like, skip the gym because my car was, like, acting up. Yeah. Um, and then I had a bunch of other things to do. And I actually felt pretty bad about it. Like, I feel like before I would skip the gym and I'd be like, I don't <laughs> really care about all that. Whatever. Yeah. But then, like, now I'm actually starting to, like, feel guilty. Um. And that's so I think, great. I mean, not yeah, that you're feeling guilty, working. but like just the fact that your body and your mind are like kind of more in tune with like working out. Yeah. So I'm hoping it sticks. But my last semester at school, I actually ended up taking like a weightlifting class. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. And I was super nervous. I was like dumb nervous at first. I was like, oh my gosh. I think <laughs> I only took it because of some GE requirement. Um, mm-hmm. And it was between either that or, like, tennis and yoga. And I was like, I don't want to do tennis. I hate chasing the ball. And I don't want to do yoga. Tennis is fucking hard, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I took tennis as a kid. I hated it. Anyways, yeah. So I was like, I took this weight class. And I made a friend with this girl. And we became, like, super close and super cool. And, um, yeah, now I'm, like, going to the gym without her. And I'm doing weights. And it's not as... It's just mostly I focus on, like, leg stuff. I need to get better about doing, like, arms or whatever. Because my legs are just, like, so much stronger than, like, the rest of my body. Yeah. My foot is actually sore uh, right now. You know, actually, I have, have, like, the Peloton bike. I don't know if I had it when you were over. um, But I have, like this like stationary bike in at my house and it comes with a subscription like you pay for the bike separately but then it comes with like a membership to like this uh subscription service which has all these like awesome workouts let me add you to my account because I can add infinite people and the way that I used to do my arms when I was super super hot and like fit and like like really strong and stuff, I would literally only do 10 minute arms. You just go to target and get like weights. Um, or you can do it at the gym if you like, like, you know, like going to the gym or whatever, but all it takes is like 10 minutes a day and they have like all these workouts. And if you like to do more or less or whatever, they have literally thousands of workouts and the person like tells you like a 10 minute workout, how to do it. And you just follow along with them. And I used to do it, and I think you would love it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and there's not – and it's not just arms. Like, you can do um, – there's, like, meditation. There's yoga on there. There's um, core workouts. There's leg workouts. And you can do it with, like, free weights or just a mat or, like, you know, just, like, your body weight or whatever. You should I, – I should sign you up, like, a thousand percent, especially because you're getting into that and stuff. Yeah, and then I can. I got a yoga mat. I have like a hemp, or it was either a hemp yoga mat or a recycled yoga mat. I can't remember. Somebody, like one of the people, was like, "Hey, I would love to send you one of my stuff." And so they sent me this really nice yoga mat. So I have a yoga mat, 
And honestly, I think my, uh, I don't have like negative feelings towards yoga, but like my aversion from it, it all comes down to like this guy, uh, <laughs> some dude in high school I thought was really cute, was kind of a jerk as the, all high school boys are. And yes. then like, I just remember he like, he got into yoga and then he became like this like fake woke <laughs> asshole. Yeah. <laughs> And I was I just like, I yoga. definitely have met like very douchey yoga people before. I get it a thousand percent. I, nobody blames you for that. But then, yeah, I went with my friend to like a hot yoga session and it was like the hardest level you could do. And I, she's like, have you ever done yoga before? And I was like, no. And then I learned I'm actually super flexible. I mean, I already knew, but I didn't realize how flexible I was until mm-hmm. I went to this like stage three yoga class or whatever see that's amazing good for you also I'm like such a person okay first of all we'll sign you up for the for the peloton thing I think you'd love it um you can literally just go on your laptop or like your even your phone you can just download the app sign in and like have the membership and then like you um by the way I'm not advertising for Peloton I have no affiliation listeners at all I just like I'm super passionate about it and like also I like the fact that I can sign up literally a thousand people and it's free under my membership that I pay every month so um I signed up my sister I signed up like I've signed up already like 10 or 11 friends I think um but yeah you can just like do it at home or you can take the phone to the gym and just like do it and it's like super super simple it doesn't take a lot but if you I used to do my routine was like just a 20 minute like easy bike ride just for cardio and then like 10 minute arms and 10 minute core. And then like the next day I'd do like 10 minute arms and 10 minute like um, glutes or like butt, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was awesome. But I definitely yeah. will for the days that I don't actually want to make the commitment of going over there, even though it's so close. It's not really an excuse. <laughs> oh, this is the other thing I was going to say. I'm such a person that like whenever I move to a new city, like I just moved to um, – um, Seattle. And I was like, I'm always looking like what I would do is search for places around you. Like, um, there's a app called mind and body or mind body or whatever. And there are so many studios that offer like an entire week free of like unlimited classes. And I'll, I'll literally go to each studio and cash in on all those free offers before I start looking for like a gym or any other place that I want to start paying. So like core power yoga. That's um, where I did my, uh, my yeah, there's so, thing. yeah. Aren't, isn't like the studio so nice and like so pretty. Yes. Um, if you haven't been in a while, I would like take advantage of their free week. When I moved to Seattle, I took advantage of the free week and then like I stopped going cause I didn't want to pay. And also I was like out of cash, just like fresh from the move and I have a Peloton. Um, and they sent me, like, literally a week later, they they were like, oh, like, come join us again for a free week. So I cashed in on another free week of, like, unlimited yoga. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if listeners, like, if you're out there and you're like, man, I really want to start working out or whatever, I mean, and, you know, but I don't have the money to, like, go and sign up for a gym or fancy classes, just look around you. Like, look on Google for, like, free offers from different gyms like call gyms sometimes they'll give you like a free day pass or a free like three day pass or whatever and um again it takes only 18 days to start a habit so if you combine all those into 18 days then after that you'll be motivated to work out anyway yeah and then you'll find something that you like doing yeah 
Yeah, exactly. And you can try different things and probably meet different people, meet the love of your life. I don't know. I don't want to make any promises, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, speaking of getting into yoga, number eight is learn something new on my own. Oh, I kind of like that. Do you have any um, specifics for that? I have a couple things that I think of off the top of my head for me. That you want to learn? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know if this is so much learn for me, so much as like refine. Um, as you know, I'm an artist. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have an art studio now, and that's really exciting. But uh, I got my degree in ceramic arts. And don't get me wrong, I can do like sculpture, like non-ceramic stuff. But mm-hmm. my specialty is like sculpting out of clay. But my studio that I'm at now, um, I didn't pick it out. My boyfriend, like, surprised me with it, which is a super sweet gesture and everything. But he Mm -hmm. didn't get it so that it's, like, ceramic friendly. So, like, I don't have a sink or, like, other things that I would need for, like, clay life things. So, basically, um, I'm going to be exploring more, like, the sculptural side, like, non-ceramic and, like, learning more... um, processes and materials and like how to use other things outside of that so stuff that doesn't need like a whole operation things that I can just kind of do anywhere I guess yeah so that's awesome yeah learning learning more art things is my and also I want to try to get into a couple art shows this year so learning stuff so I can get into that that would be amazing um yeah, that's super exciting. I feel like you would be awesome at that. I think um, I think also try maybe the route of, like, setting up a free art show somewhere in the name of charity. Like, if you yeah. have a lot of pieces to um, display or whatever, I would maybe reach out to some venues that are, like, nonprofit, maybe, like, literally even churches. Um and be like, hey, I want to put on this cool art show. It's all original pieces. And I have a couple of friends or like my boyfriend's art also is going to be displayed. And, um, you know, like the entrance tickets would be just like donation based or something like that. And they would probably host you for free. Yeah, um, I definitely. Yeah, definitely. One of the things that I wanted to do was like make a bunch of I've seen people do it before that's why I wanted to do it is like sometimes when you walk around downtown LA you will Mm -hmm. see um people like leave their art in random spots like almost like a treasure hunt oh that's awesome and then like attached to it it'll have like their their Instagram information card whatever and I want to do that where I want to just like leave things around downtown for people to like find that's super cool I've come across it twice and every single time it's super fun. And I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You totally should. Um, next art project is an environmental one. So I'm excited. Ooh, that's cool. Um, can you give us the details or is it top secret? Uh, I can give some details. So um, basically what I will be doing is um, instead of uh, going out and like buying materials, obviously, you know, being an environmentalist um Mm -hmm. I want to bring attention to you know how much waste and stuff we bring so I actually wanted to make like uh a garden because I think obviously you know we're always talking about how we need more plants we need more plants right like we're we're, like destroying the natural ecosystem or whatever so we need more plants so I was thinking about making an installation where it's basically like a garden made out of all like trash 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to be piles of trash everywhere, but like literally I'm going and like <laughs> getting discarded materials and stuff like that. And then like yeah, messing with them and altering cool. them yeah, to make um, like a whole walkthrough garden. That's an amazing idea. Do you think you would do it like in LA or like closer to like Joshua Tree where you'd have like a huge, like, is it like an enormous thing that you're hoping to do or more of just like an urban sort of display for like more people or like more traffic to see? Yeah, ideally it'll be in like a gallery. Um, There's a ton of galleries in the area, so... Hopefully, yeah, with mine, I'll be able to either scale up or scale down. Um, People rarely buy, like, a whole room. So the way I like to make my art installations is, like, I like to make uh, a a lot of – a whole room made up of a ton of little pieces because people will take, like, a small souvenir of a piece to remind themselves of something, but nobody buys, you know, like, an entire room. Right, right. (laughs) That's super cool. I love that. Yeah. There was – um. I can't remember what city I was in, but there's also, like, cafes that support local art. I remember, um, I think it was, it's gotta, it's gotta be San Francisco. Um, it was, like, a coffee shop that I would frequent. Like, I would go in there all the time, and they'd have literally different pieces of art, and they were for sale. Every single time I went in there, it was, like, different pieces of art. Yeah, it was super awesome, and, like, it was super cool for the cafe because like every time I'd go in there, I was like entertained and I liked it. And like, you know, it just like, it's interesting to like stare at the wall and like see different pieces of art while you're like waiting for your espresso or your coffee. But, um, and it was super cool because it was like all local artists and like the art was, you know, it was like 35 bucks or something. So it's like super affordable. And if you want to support like your local community, I wonder they must have stuff like that in LA. Yeah. Yeah, for sure they do. I just, yeah, step one is make it because if I don't make it, then no one's going to care. So step one, I'm literally, before this podcast, I went to go get like a couple things that I needed to start working on it. And my goal is tomorrow. I have this app called Todoist and it's just like a, it's just an app where you can make like to-do lists for yourself Mm -hmm. and then like you just kind of, yeah, it's really useful. It doesn't really matter the details, but yeah. And uh, I have on it tomorrow. Go to my studio. I love that. Good for yeah. you. I'm excited. Um, I follow both your like personal accounts and stuff. So I'm excited to see some stuff on there. Yeah, and- I'm excited too. Oh. I'm going to post. Uh, if it's okay with and- you, I'll post your personal st- accounts on the notes for this podcast. So people can huh? check it if they want to. Like your oh, art. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Number nine. Do more good deeds for others. That's a good one. For yeah, sure. That is really good. I like um, that. When I was in high school, uh, I used to take the bus. Because it was just like a single, like like a straight shot, the city bus to my house. It was like uh-huh. a 20-minute bus ride, but it was just like a straight shot down the street. Um, and uh, I don't know what put this in my head, but... I would get off the bus and then we have to like cross the street to get to my apartment complex or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I used to like literally dance my way across the crosswalk in the hopes (laughs) that like, I was just like, what if somebody's having a bad day, but then they see me dancing and then they think it's really funny and I make their day better. So I would like Uh make a fool of myself every single day dancing across the crosswalk (laughs) because I was like, 
what if somebody had a bad day and I want to yeah. make their day better? Oh my God. I love that so much. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what? Like, do you watch, you watch Friends, right? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen okay, it. remember, like, that whole episode where, like, Joey and Phoebe are arguing, like, there's no selfless good deed? I totally believe that. There's literally, like, you feel so good doing, like, deeds for others or, like, good deeds for others, you know? Yeah. Um, A really long time ago when I was, uh, I think, it must have been before I started driving. So maybe, like, when I was 15 or something. But, like, right before I started driving. Um, because it really stuck with me. I was reading my favorite magazine, which was Cosmopolitan. Um, I was reading probably like 69 ways to get your guy off with an ice cube or something like that. And um, there was an article about like doing good deeds for other people. And one of the things that I have done to this day is um, pay for the person behind me on a bridge, like the toll. Uh huh. I do it every single time I cross a bridge. I pay for the really? person behind me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it always feels good. And the surprise, like the face on the person when I'm giving them the money and they're like, oh, this is too much. Or like, or I say like, hey, this is also for the person behind me. Um, it's like priceless. Because like people are just so thrown back by that. They're like, what is this girl doing? Like, what is it? Like, you know, and it ins- I feel like it inspires two people. It inspires the person that's taking the money from me because they're always surprised. And they're like, are you sure? Or like, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, and, uh, and I always say, like, tell them to have a good day. And yeah. I think it inspires the person behind me because, like, imagine somebody pays for your toll. How fucking sick is that? <laughs> Yeah, no, and then it probably inspires you to do something nice or like at least smile at someone later on. Yeah, that yeah, that is so sweet. Oh my god, <laughs> I only I only help out homeless people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, that's like a huge thing too. There's like so many. I mean, there's like endless possibilities of like like what people can do to help other people or like do good deeds and stuff. Yeah, literally, even smiling at people on the street when you're walking by is like not even a thing that happens anymore. Yeah, I now my current job now, my newest one is um and the most stable. It's it's I feel like a real adult. Like I'm almost getting paid 20 bucks an hour. I Yay! got um, Yeah, and then it's like I'm getting uh benefits and it's like time off and it's like hurry. Girl, good for you. I don't even have freaking benefits. <laughs> um my job is uh I'm working with adults with disabilities. So, like, I'll teach them art and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. they're so funny. They make me laugh all the time. And they do, obviously, they need, like, a lot of help. But uh, I actually very rarely get annoyed, like, from helping them. The only time that I'm like, ah, oh, wait, is when I'm trying to do, like, when I'm trying to help one of them. And then, like, mm-hmm. three other them are like, help me, help me, help me. And then I'm like, <laughs> wait, I can't help you all at once. But, yeah. Like, um, yeah. But no, see that, uh, like, that job in and of itself for you to choose that is incredibly selfless. Like, that's a job that not a lot of people would pick. I probably wouldn't do that myself just because I know that I wouldn't be patient enough. So, you know, it's like, that's incredible. Thanks. <laughs> I somehow became, uh, I don't know, sometimes when I look at like um, myself, I'm like, wait, how did I become? I don't <laughs> Um, like I don't know. I think that no, I think that all the time. I like sometimes I say that to my patients. I'm like, um, what turn in my life like led me to be here in your mouth? Yeah, <laughs> I'm a I'm a dental hygienist. If you're just tuning in to the podcast, that sounds really ominous. But yeah, um, yeah. All right, number ten, find the love of my life. 
that's a very interesting one to me um, because I was always under the impression that you can't really like go out and like actively search for that person. Mm-hmm. That that would just kind of happen when it happens. Yeah. I personally, this is not on my list at all. It's like the lowest priority to me to find a relationship just because I'm having a really bomb ass time just like hanging out with my friends and really like um, deepening the friendship and like family stuff that's going on with me. I feel like I'm really getting into a good groove of like finding really, really great people to connect to, including like people with the podcast, like you and like the girl that I did, um, like the Christmas episode with, she was just a follower and a listener of the podcast. And she like DM'd me with all this like really cool info. And then we did that whole Christmas episode. And like, now I literally want to visit her and she lives in London. I feel like I'm making like connections across the globe and they're so much deeper than any like date I've ever had in the past five years or like even relationship yeah. I've had in the past five years, you know, like just cause we're bonding over something so incredibly like challenging, especially in our times right now. But, um, so maybe I have found the love of my life and it's not like a person, but it's more of like getting into this groove and like having these really awesome deep connections with like people that are like-minded even when oh I was trip, like even when I was on my trip in Colorado um I got like the phone numbers of these two bartenders they were like in different lodges that we were staying at and both bartenders like because I'm one of those people that like likes to talk to the locals so like I'll go to the bar and like have a drink and like if it's not too busy the bartenders and I always like strike up a conversation but I met this incredible girl that like she literally biked on her bike, not like a motorcycle, but like on a bicycle, she biked like all around the country and like meets people wherever she goes. She had like a flat tire in one area and like met these people and like they let her stay in like their guest house and like helped her out. You know, it's just like, that's the kind of people that like I like to talk to and like connect with. And like, I got her phone number and then I was at a different lodge and talked to this other bartender and she was like super incredible. She's like this snowboarder chick who like literally snowboards in her bikini and like is super but also is like super religious and like and I'm not religious but it's like really fun to see people be really passionate about different things but she's like really down to earth and like you know likes to travel and she like shared her like financial woes with me and we bonded over like how adulting is hard and like I got her number and I was just like you know it's like just making those connections that's the love of my life right now. Yeah, uh, one of my biggest fears that I, I want to say I like learned around the time I was 18 was, um, I was terrified that like, cause I knew pretty early on, like for me, art was like, this is something that's going to be like a part of me. Um, yeah, totally. And obviously, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that are like, art's not practical. Go do something real with yourself or whatever. Right. No. And, um, it requires a lot of like time commitment and I remember um, being a freshman in college and seeing you know people that were older than me I was the youngest one in my department my ceramics mm-hmm. department was really small it was like in between 20 to 40 people and I was the the baby and um, there was these people anywhere between their mid-20s to like 50s and uh, I saw it happen on more than one occasion where their love and commitment their passion um became like an issue in their relationship yeah and so I was like I became super terrified from like a young age that like the person I would end up falling in love with might make me choose between 
like who I love and what I love. And mm-hmm. that was like a super terrifying thought to me. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I mean, I went on like dates or whatever casually, but I was just like, I'm just gonna do my thing because I love this and I don't want to give it up. And if someone comes along, then they're gonna have to deal with it. And I mean, yeah, when I met my boyfriend, I was like, I actually fought it a lot. I wasn't looking for him. I was super embarrassing. I accidentally downloaded a computer <laughs> virus onto his computer once. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, yeah, yeah, I made a fool of myself so many times in front of him. I don't even know how we're living together today. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you're awesome and everybody makes mistakes. He probably did a bunch of embarrassing stuff, too, and you, like, overlooked it. <laughs> Maybe. I was probably so hard-eyed that I was just, like, didn't even... Exactly. You don't notice that kind of stuff when it's right. It's right, you know. But and yeah, like, no, and I would totally tell you, yeah, keep doing your thing and make this grow. So that way, like, yeah, if some guy tries to come around and be like, I don't like this, you can be like, well, you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, and look, I mean, you found, like, your guy and he does art, too. So he understands, like your passion you know and he understands the passion yeah exactly and like you guys share that passion so that's really nice um I think if I were like if I were to meet somebody and like um have a connection they'd have to share the the passion that I have of like meeting people and like talking to locals and like I just I really like hearing people's stories like, Me besides too. learning about sustainability, I actually, like, genuinely really like hearing, like, the the small-ass stories. Like, just just how you were saying how, like, um, like, when you were a kid and you would get off the school bus and, like, dance across the crosswalk or whatever. Like, I can picture it in my head and I like hearing stuff like that from people and, like, the days and memories that they have. It feels like it's adding to my own memories or something. It's just, oh it's incredibly God, fulfilling follow, to me. Do you follow Humans of New York? No, what's that? Okay, Humans of New York. You have to follow them. Humans of Literally New York is, looking it up now. <laughs> yeah, Humans of New York is, um, it's called Honey for short, but I think on Instagram it's Humans for New York. So basically this guy, uh, several years ago, I want to say, I don't, wanna, I don't know how many years ago, but a bunch of years ago, uh, within the 2000s, he was, he's a photographer and he lived in New York. That's where he started the project. And he Mm -hmm. would go around New York and he would just talk to people and then he would take a photo of them and he would talk to them Mm -hmm. and try to get their story. And he talked to like everybody, like homeless people, people in suits, people like like single moms, like whoever he came across. Girl, I'm on, I'm on his Instagram right now. This looks incredible. Yeah, and he gets, like, stories from everyone. And so, anyways, this page and this project grew. And so now he, like, literally travels the world. And he'll go to, like, war-torn places. Like, he's been to Hong Kong. He's been to Latin America. He's been to the Middle East. And he'll tell you, like, where he is in the world at the time. And you'll just get to know the stories of, like, people (sighs) all around the world. I and love that so much. there are some insane ones. Like there are some completely heartbreaking ones. He talks to kids sometimes. Like I totally recommend the most recent one is this woman. She um she's this like older black lady. She should be somewhere near the top. And she was talking about how when she was younger, she used to hang out with like a bunch of um transsexuals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that she was a stripper and that like one of her friends used to get picked up by the president 
like at the time she's old now so people were trying to do the math in the comments but she refused to say who it is because she's like i don't have a lawyer and she's like all he would do is like go down on go down on her for like 45 minutes and that was it and like wait i'm reading her story right now is it um um it's the lady there's something about madam blanche set my friend yes vicky up with the president every time he came to new york yeah what this is insane i love this so much so yeah if you like people's stories you will love that i literally always get super excited when they have a new post and then like also certain people like some people that obviously have really heartbreaking stories and on more than one occasion he's helped like fundraise for somebody um if they really Uh needed the money or whatever so yeah his page does like a lot of good and he yeah he does it he goes all around the world and you know right now he's in new york but yeah he'll he'll be like in his bio everyone's small he'll update it and he'll be like currently in whatever country he's in (gasps) this is so amazing oh my god i'm reading this other one my mom threw me just just for my listeners to get hooked and to go follow this page this is amazing i'm gonna read like the first couple sentences of this one my mom threw me out of the house at 17 for getting pregnant then had me arrested when i tried to get my clothes then she fucked the head of parole to try to keep me in jail she was some prime pussy back then, but the warden did some tests on me and found out I was smart, so I got a scholarship to go anywhere in New York. I chose the Fashion Institute of Technology. <laughs> what? This is so cool. Ariel, yeah. this is the coolest freaking Instagram you've referred me to. Like, anything. <laughs> um, I'm hooked. I think everyone should follow it. It's Humans of NY is the official, like, Instagram um tag and i'll post it on the blog too oh my god yeah. i love that he also like sells books with like portraits of all the people he's done mm-hmm. yeah anyways yeah. i just thought you would like that if you that's like incredible stories. i love it you know everybody that's cool i still follow lauren singer like obsessively i'm obsessed with her oh yeah she's really nice she's really chill she's she's in the forbes 30 under 30 i know i saw that article she's amazing for the listeners, if you guys remember, um, we talked about this on Sustainable Vices, but she's the woman that um, was famous for having like three years or four years of her trash and waste fit into one mason jar. So she's like a zero waste girl. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, that was like quite the tangent. <laughs> um, but super fun. So back to New Year's resolutions. Only 9% will see their resolutions realized, which is kind of sad. Sounds accurate. Sounds accurate, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, I think it depends. Like, the, let me go back to the quitting smoking for just a second. Like, I never made it a resolution, but, like, I always feel like if you really change something about yourself, if you look back retrospectively on it, you change because you're fed up with yourself and you will never be fed up with yourself until you are, if that makes sense. No, a hundred percent. I feel like I'm totally fed up with the way I handled certain things this year. And I'm like, that's, Oh my God, I'm trying to get myself together financially. I'm trying to apply myself Mm -hmm. to my like passions more. I'm trying to work out more and I'm trying to eat healthier because I'm just tired of myself. Right. Right. Totally. Like why I'm changing. Yeah, like you will never, you honestly will never change because you read some article or like you, like, you know, whatever, saw something like in passing or this or that. Like you'll always change because you're fed up with yourself 
like not doing or do doing something or whatever. Yeah. It's so true. Um, I'm drinking wine, by the way, I'm going to pour myself some more wine. <laughs> um, if All you want right. to take the next set, the following shows how many of these resolutions are maintained as time goes on. 75% last past the first week, 71% last past the second week, uh, 64% last after one month and 46% last after six months. Okay. People who, well, yeah, research shows that proactive attitude is useful. A proactive attitude is useful. People who explicitly make resolutions are 10 times more likely to attain their goals than people who don't explicitly make them. Yeah. So I think to me, that means like, not just like having it in your head. I read somewhere that if you write stuff down, you're more likely to do it. That's why I got that app, Todoist. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, tell it. Wait, tell me more about the app. So it's, yeah, it's T-O-D-O-I-S-T, Todoist. And then personally for me um whenever I have like a bunch of things I have to do I always open up my notes and then I make like a little list like go grocery shopping yes, wash your car exactly. do laundry I do, do this do, huh you too because it's so satisfying like crossing them off yeah so um I saw one of my really good friends in September and he was like hey uh, he saw me like working out, like crossing out stuff on one of these lists or whatever. He's like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's just like, you know, I do lists on my notes or whatever. And he was like, oh, no, no, no. He's like, you got to get this app. And I was like, okay, why do I need an app to tell me what to do? It doesn't like, I, I have my notes. Like, I don't need an app for it. Right. I was just like, whatever. But then um, I started using it and it's actually really nice. Like, you can divide it up by project. You can divide it up into like, this needs to get accomplished by this time. This needs to get accomplished by that time. And then if you get them, if you get like your stuff done when you're supposed to, it like, it gives you um, like little rewards and stuff like that. And then I think you can also set it up. If I remember correctly, I haven't done this, but I think he told me like, you can set it up so that if you don't do certain things, like it'll Mm -hmm. take money from you. I don't think they keep the money, but I think they just like... (laughs) pull it out and like I love that yeah yeah Um, that's I mean that's yeah that's totally there is um we'll talk about how to keep resolutions and there's like definitely like incentivize your resolutions is like such a huge one because yeah people hate to lose money and they like rewards (laughs) yeah yeah um I I started using it actually today I had like 10 things to do and I know normally if I'm like in my head I'm like that's a lot of things to do. I'm not going to do them. And then I had them on the like app and I started doing them and I was like, wait, these are actually way easier than I thought they were. And I'm dumb for thinking I couldn't do 10 things. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's so funny. Like I'll put up, like I'll put off like different things. And like, whenever I get to them, I'm like, this was so much easier than I like had it in my head. It's incredible. And it always happens that way. Yeah. Um, but I think it's incredibly powered, powerful to, like, write stuff down. Similarly to, like, I can relate this to therapy. I've only done therapy a handful of times in my life. But it was really helpful because I feel like when you say things out loud or, like, make them, like, almost tangible. I know saying things out loud isn't really making them, quote, unquote, ta- tangible. But, like, 
if you're making it more realistic and getting it out of your brain and your head where things are swirling out of control, it makes it so much more realistic to accomplish or like fix, you know? Yeah. So yeah, writing it down, super, super helpful. Mm. So some environmental sustainability goals. If we want to talk about some environmental stuff, just quickly, I only have six of these. Um, it doesn't matter what you're, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like for listeners, if you haven't heard the other episodes, there's so many, there's so much info. There's like hours and hours of info of like different things. Every episode that I've had in the past has a section where I give you information, but the second half of it is always how to make that problem sustainable. So like what you can do to fix it. It's literally the entire half of like every episode I've produced. So, um, check those out, but some really easy ones. Um, one that I started doing months ago when actually, when I started this podcast in the summertime, so I'm almost at six months. This is a super easy one. If you're like, Hey, what's the easiest thing that I can do to help the environment help like the plastic crisis? Like what is like the literal easiest thing I can do? Don't ever buy a single water bottle ever again. Like, but if you're thirsty, go to a drinking fountain. If you're thirsty, buy like a juice in a glass bottle or whatever. Um, you know, whatever. Just choose an alternative, but don't ever buy a single water bottle ever again. Just try it. Just like literally, it's the simplest, easiest thing you can do. I thought it was the easiest transition that I could do. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that? Or, you know, there's so many alternatives, too. There's, like, tin can water now, and then there's box water. There's, like, all just these other water. alternatives. Yeah, there's just water. There's, I mean, there's a million now. Yeah. Um, after we go through this list of six, I can give a bunch of really also simple, easy things to do mm-hmm. um, that are, like, pretty painless. Like, one of the yeah. ones that I actually just learned about recently is, like, sending unnecessary emails oh my god yes I saw that too actually but I want you to talk about it because I don't I I like skimmed through but yeah yeah yeah. so the gist of it is is that most people don't really think about the environmental impact of email because you automatically assume like oh email is better than paper paper takes up resources or whatever but like people don't really think about the environmental impact of like the internet and like technology and like I mean the internet is also kind of like a tangible place, right? Like there are internet servers mm-hmm. and servers. See, people don't energy. ever think about that. I literally didn't even know that there were servers. I don't know what I was thinking. I think I thought that the internet was like in space or something. <laughs> I literally didn't know that there were servers until I'm not fucking kidding you like six months ago. Like I'm a smart, I have a master's degree and I had no idea. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like we don't, yeah. we don't get this information. I mean, when, when do we get this information? They teach us fucking stupid ass algebra, but they can't teach us like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so the internet has, like, these servers or whatever because somebody has to make sure the internet runs, right? Like, when you go onto Twitter, like, people work to make t- make Twitter work or whatever, you know? Or, every- like, mm-hmm. all the jokes that Instagram went down because the servers are down, you know? Like, someone's mm-hmm. got to make work on Instagram. So, anyways, uh, part of what's in those servers is, like, all the memory that it takes to, like, store everything. 
So, like, if you have, you know, say you use Yahoo or Gmail or whatever, they have servers, and those servers, like, store all the emails, right? So, like, the more emails there are, the more servers they need to store them. So, like, when you just send an email, like, I don't know, say, you know, me and you are emailing back and forth, right? And then, like, uh, the last email I send you is, like, okay, here's the final list of the notes that we're going to talk about for the podcast. The email that you send me that says, okay, cool, like, that one email in and of itself, yeah, sure, whatever. But, like, think about all the times where, like, you just send somebody an email just to, like, acknowledge. Like, mm-hmm. just, like, an acknowledgement email. Just, like, oh, thanks. Okay. Yeah. Or, like, all yeah. the times your boss sends you, like, something totally unnecessary. You're, like, yeah, did I really need to get this or whatever? You know? Or, like, even, like, um, CC'd. Like, when you get CC'd for, like, a bunch of things and, like, everybody gets that email. I mean, you wouldn't, yeah. like, mail out the same letter to, like, a bunch of people normally. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like emails uh, and just cutting back on those or like deleting your emails because if they get stored, they have to like stay there. So, like, yeah, even just like not sending those extra little random emails or deleting emails once you no longer need them. Like that's something really simple you can do. Yeah. So I don't know if you know the answer to this question. I sure as fuck don't. But like. I get so many emails from, like, subscription stuff. And it's not, like, stuff that I voluntarily, like, really even signed up for. It was, like, to get 10% off when I'm, like, shopping or, you know, or, like, not even a lot of these sites nowadays, they'll make you sign up for email. Even if, like, I've been really actually, like, I give myself credit because I've been really, I did not participate in Cyber Monday. I didn't participate in Black Friday. I was, like, really... Like, I went window shopping on both those days, but I did not involve myself because in the back of my head, I was like, hey, I really need to, you know, do as I preach on my podcast. And if I'm taking this whole, like, sustainability thing seriously, then I should do at least some of that or make an effort. And so I did. But the thing is, like, when I'm window shopping, even online, they'll have me sign up for subscription if I like even want to see the items that are available just to like scroll through their catalog. They'll be like, sign up and like get 10% off or like whatever. But the thing won't go away unless you put in your email. I don't know if you're talking like if you know what I'm talking about, but it's just like with stuff like that, like um, do you think those companies like, do you think that's like maybe in the future, like when they fix all their other problems, do you think these companies will eventually realize the impact that they have with all these like, spam emails and then like once you sign up for that service or like just sign up as a subscriber they'll send you like three to five emails a day and if you've signed up over time of like 10 companies it's like 30 emails a day you know what I mean yeah like coupons and like new shit and like whatever um yeah I'm honestly I would love to say yes but considering like how much even you just get like junk mail like in your snail mm-hmm. mail I don't know if uh people that send out those emails even really think about that like I think most people think like email is better than paper automatically and to a degree it is because yeah you're not you know affecting it that way but yeah I, I don't know I wish I could speak with more certainty on that but yeah but that's definitely I mean it's so interesting I love hope. like Yeah. I was going to say, I love like how comprehensive you are on your um, Instagram and stuff and like how you kind of have 
I think that's where I read it. You posted it on your Instagram, right? Yeah. I always read all your articles. Yeah. So that's definitely where I read it. Um, but like, I love how comprehensive it is. So like if any, like if any new listeners are tuning in for this show and you didn't listen to the vices one or whatever, I'm going to post your Instagram on the, um, blog. And can you just say your Instagram handle just one more time for everyone? We'll say yeah, it a couple of but- times just so people can follow, but like, I just love how comprehensive it is. Like, even though there's not like, you know, like you just kind of give like a really good overview of everything. And especially Dang. like the emails thing is super, super interesting to read. I'm sure you have the same feedback from like thousands of your followers, but. My Instagram handle is at go green, save green. No underscores, nothing like that. No dashes, just at go green, save green. Go green, so, save green. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, Number two of the sustainability goals. Before shopping at a store with new clothing, considering buying lightly used clothing first. So many great sites, including Rent the Runway, Facebook stores, ThreadUp, Poshmark, etc., allow you not only to buy cool, clean, inspected clothing, but you can also sell your older styles as well. Recycle. Yeah. Um, other apps, Let Go, Offer Up. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just going to. You, I mean, I know some people are like, oh, like Salvation Army thrift stores or I mean, Salvation Army people like Bark Hut or whatever also, but like regular, I guess, quote unquote thrift stores. Like, I don't know. I mm-hmm. always divide thrift stores into two categories. Either I, I categorize them as like Napoleon Dynamite thrift stores, which is like where I would imagine Napoleon goes to get his clothes <laughs> or like, like, like yeah. better ones. Like, I don't know if these are everywhere. I've only seen them in L.A., but they might be in other places. Um, is this one called Out of the Closet? Oh it's my so god, cool. that is my favorite thrift store in the in the world. I love it so much, and I've donated boxes and boxes of clothes to them. Um, because the yeah. one in LA, I don't. There's one in. Um, there's definitely one in San Francisco, and I think it's probably the same type of thing. But they uh, donate all their stuff to AIDS like research and to HIV like awareness and all that stuff it's and they do like free hiv testing yes exactly like and honestly condoms. here's um here's like total transparency with my listeners and like this was something that i talked about in like um i think the sex sustainability uh podcast episode but like i like well not currently <laughs> Um, hopefully because of my own choices, not because I'm getting rejected a lot lately. Um, I used to have like a lot of sex with like people that I like, you know, just like one night stands and stuff. And I'm super, super good about like, if there's anything in my life that I'm good about, it's about getting myself checked every three months. And when I was living in LA, I did not have health insurance and I had, um, a one night stand, uh, with a guy that I met at a club and like we, I was kind of drunk. It was totally my like responsibility to look after myself. It was no one else's fault, but I did not use protection with him. And so I, I didn't have health insurance. So I went to like a free clinic in LA, um, that I had gone to like two other times to get tested. Cause I get tested every three months, like on the dot. But this was like a particular incident where I was just like really kind of paranoid. And I was just like, hey, this never happens to me. I always use protection. Like, can you help me out? I have no health insurance. They sent me to literally out of the closet. Um, It's the one it's the one that's like not quite downtown. I don't know if you know where it is, but it's like, uh, do you know where like the theater is? 
where they have like all the major plays that come through LA. It's kind of like West Hollywood or like Hollywood. Actually, it's just Hollywood. It's like a couple streets over from there. And out of the closet is like one part of the building. And that's where they get all their funding. And then the other part of the building is a free pharmacy. And they sent me there. And the guy was like, "Um, okay, you just have to call this guy. He like advocates for you um, to like the company that gives you like um, this medication called PrEP. So if you feel like you've maybe you're possibly been exposed to HIV, I didn't know, but I was, I'm just like a person that's always really safe. And that was a really like kind of unsettling thing that happened to me because I wasn't safe. And so he was like, just call this number and he advocates for you. And they gave me the medication for free. And so it was really early on to my move to LA. So I literally cleaned out my closet. I like got so much stuff that I didn't need anymore and like felt like was really not used at all. And it was like boxes and boxes and I took it straight there. So like they help everyone. It doesn't matter if you're like homeless or if you're in a good job, but maybe don't have health insurance or whatever. I just like, I love them so much and everyone was so nice to me and took care of me. And I felt like I just felt like in such an alarming kind of situation where I didn't know what was going on with my health. They were super, super helpful to me. Um, And so I got the full course of medication. I took it. Everything's fine. And, you know, I got retested at the appropriate time. Everything was okay. And I'm sure like in reality, like nothing was really going on. But if you're as crazy about health stuff as me, um, you know, it just it was like a safe haven for me, honestly. Yeah, it's like a super, it's a super um, dope place. I know there's one on, there's one in Long Beach. There's one in Burbank. Yeah, Mm -hmm. there's one in Hollywood. Yeah, I think that's the one I went to is the Hollywood one. Yeah, there's like another one. Oh, wait, you're talking about, I think it's like near Sunset Boulevard or something. Yes, exactly. It might actually be on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, it's like I think it's like I've been to that one over from Hollywood. Yeah, it's an a, like the store is pretty huge too. They have like furniture and like place like superstore or whatever. Yeah, There's a it's couple like, that are like superstores. Yeah, yeah, it's like pretty big. But in the front, like they have the pharmacy area or whatever. Uh huh. And yeah, and they just like send people. So like you have to have like a like a free test or whatever, and then a consultation with someone at like a free clinic. But yeah, it's just. I mean, I don't know. These people are incredibly, they're just so nice. And like this person that like advocated for me to the um, medicine company, they said like, um, and I was like, oh, you know, I got sent here from the free clinic and whatever. And they were like, yeah, you know, um, and they were so nice about it. They weren't like shoving it in my face or anything, but like, they were like, yeah, you know, um, we have to have this person like advocate on your part to the company. And it only took like literally 30 minutes for him to do them to give me the medicine but like um they were like yeah like if you have no health insurance and if we didn't exist it would cost like over three thousand dollars like oh no it's crazy right and like yeah and they were so like so nice and like clearly I have a job it's just like I don't have health insurance because I'm an independent contractor and I can't get my shit together and like sign up on time or like you know, or like I didn't have enough money to sign up for like $400 health insurance a month at the yeah. time or whatever. So it's just, yeah, these organizations are like so incredible. I keep saying that like 
I keep saying every year that I'm going to volunteer at one, but just remembering how I went through that like hardship and they were there for me. It, I need to go and like actually volunteer and like go hang out and like do some good there. But yeah, I'm so glad you mentioned them. Um, yeah. So upcycling clothing or recycling clothing, going to thrift stores. That's really good. Um, yes, because you create less of a demand and fashion industry has a huge, huge impact on the environment, like crazy, crazy bad. Um, yeah. Number yeah. three, make an effort to recycle absolutely everything that can be at home or at work while you're out. Uh, you might want to go back to one of your other episodes, episode two, right? Or plastic episodes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and make sure you're not participating in wish cycling, which is like you think you're recycling, but you're not doing it right. So it actually doesn't go anywhere mm-hmm. but the landfill. Yep. And, um, and one of the things I learned from you, which I do every single time, is washing my stuff before I put it in the recycling bin. Um, cause it takes yes. a, a lot of the times they won't accept stuff that isn't washed. So like for me, my like cat food tin stuff, like it always has stuff stuck to it and it's pretty grimy. So like I'll just quickly rinse it with hot water and yeah, it's like way more likely to be accepted when you wash it for sure. Um, and then one of the best things you can do in the new year that doesn't take much effort and you can kind of do it on the fly whenever you want or whenever you can is like spread the word. So if you see a friend not recycling with something that's obviously very easily recyclable, just tell them, just be like, Hey, uh, like put that in the recycling bin or do you want to know more about recycling or whatever? You know? Um, I felt like when I started this podcast and I started learning about stuff, I would like just make it very clear to my friends around me that like, recycling is a big deal for me or like you know I just kind of talk about it and like people would make an effort like if we were at lunch and we were at a deli or something they would ask me while we were throwing away stuff like oh this the the you know um like bottle of juice that comes in a plastic bottle this should be recycled right and I'd be like yes totally oh my god thanks for making the effort or whatever people are really open about it I feel like yeah, and once people learn that you're, like, eco-friendly, oh, my God. I can't even tell you, like, how many people uh, <laughs> around me, like, they get, like, visibly, like, oh, crap. Uh, I'm so mm-hmm. Like, they get guilty, and then they, like, act on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, honestly, I think people literally are so open to it. Like, I was really open to it, but I didn't know. I just simply didn't know what I was doing. And, like, until I started kind of researching it and understanding it a bit more, I just, you know, it's, like, you can't blame somebody for not knowing. And that's why, like, I think just spreading the word about it is really important. Yeah. All right. Uh, That leads into number four. That was number four. Spread the word. Ooh, you're good. (laughs) Um, I took it over. (laughs) Try to switch at least half your groceries to farm at market, farmers markets or local buys. Trader Joe's is a great example. Or try co co-oping, co-op shopping locally. Yeah, any kind of like local. Uh, so the reason why buying local is important, and I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily understand why, is uh, because the energy that it takes to transport something 
like mm-hmm. adds up really quickly. So totally. yeah. Um, if you buy, you know, veggies from a farmer's market and somebody only had to drive them from like their farm to the farmer's market, that's not as big of an impact as when you're buying um, produce that's been shipped from like another country. It's like a way smaller impact. And also you're just supporting like the people locally in your area. Um, Another thing you can do is um, in California, it's called imperfect produce. But if you look in my highlights, um, again, my Instagram is at go green, save green. Um, I have a bunch of in my highlights. um, I have screenshots and I've tagged different companies that do different good friendly, like good eco friendly things. There's like a ton of companies that are around um, the U S and around the world for any international listeners where they will sell you um, the ugly produce that didn't get uh, sent to the store, usually just for cosmetic reasons. Like fun fact, if an apple can't stand upright, it's considered like no good. Literally stop. Is yeah real? so that's insane so yeah you can I used to sign up for it um but then I had to stop because of where I was living it wouldn't accept those types of deliveries but um yeah you can buy produce and then they and also like yeah they'll ship it to you but you're getting produce that would have otherwise been thrown away and then also instead of just you getting it whenever you want They'll be like, oh, okay, well, we're doing deliveries in this area. So you give them your address or whatever. And they'll tell you, okay, this is the day of the week that we, like, area. We're going to, like, add to that so that we, um, instead of, like, going out of their way, if you want it on Friday, right? Like, if you were in Hollywood and I was in Long Beach and we both wanted it on Friday, that's, like, a really big, you know, driving time for, like, whoever would have had to do that. But, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say, like, Long Beach Day would have been, like, Monday and then Hollywood would have been, like, Friday then like all the people that are like condensed next to each other they all get it and they also save on fuel and then like Mm -hmm. although Hollywood people would have gotten it uh on their day and they also save on fuel because they're not going back and forth uh, like across different sides of town I love that that's super cool that's another option and it'll get delivered to you so yeah I really I want to try imperfect produce um or like some you know like whatever the same company um if they have it in seattle so i think it's super cool and also like i haven't eaten a vegetable in like three weeks so (laughs) i think it's time (laughs) i think it's time i ate one yeah i i legit oh my god ariel i legit like whenever i move and i'm like saving on money and i'm not exercising and i'm like eating ramen like three times a day i legit get scurvy it's like real bad Oh, I no. need, like, I mean, what you can do to look it up is just look up, um, like, ugly produce or, like... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On the, yeah. on Instagram, right? Uh, or you can Google it if you're, like, near... If you're, like, I want to see if there's one near me. Because my Instagram probably doesn't have them for everywhere because I probably just am not aware. But, yeah, you can... On my Instagram, it says, like, imperfect produce or ugly produce. But, yeah, Google, like, ugly produce companies and stuff and you'll get it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's a bunch, actually. There's like, uh, there's Imperfect Foods, there's Full Circle, which says Imperfect Organic Produce, um, Misfits Market, Ugly and Imperfect Produce, The Fioneers, <laughs> Best Ugly Produce. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Yeah, this is amazing. There's, I mean, there's so many. There's got to be one in Seattle for sure. Yeah, and 
the the food will be uh, cheaper. Yes, exactly. Um, that is so cool. I love it. So um, let's see. What are we on? Okay, the so try. Yeah, so try bulk shopping. This is something that I'm dying to do. There's a um, there's a article about this specifically, I believe, and I if I can find it, I'll put it on the blog. But it's basically um, an article that outlines all of kind of the search engine specifically for bulk shopping around the area that you live in. So I, I think it goes by state and then you can narrow it down by city. I've already done this because I found that there's like a couple markets around my area, but bulk shopping basically means like we talked a little bit about this. Cause I know um, you told me that you save your marinara jars and then let jars and then like um, decorate the tops, which I thought was super cute. And yeah. Um, yeah. And I've recently been doing that. I've, I, I started saving my marinara jars because I love pasta. So I make marinara all the time. And it's like such per, it's like almost like mason jars. I mean, essentially they are like mason jars because they're glass and they have really nice lids that click into place. Um, but I've also started doing it with like candle holders. I've yes. upcycled mm-hmm. my, I think that's the right word, upcycled my candle holders because they have um, lids usually. So one of them is now my sugar like tin or whatever like I'll keep my sugar in there and like a little spoon for my tea because I'm a big tea drinker um although funny tangent real quick I got second degree degree burn like two days ago because I spilled boiling hot stupid motherfucking earl gray tea on my leg so like one of my legs is like literally burnt to a crisp this is why I don't drink tea (laughs) the dangers of tea Literally the dangers of tea. Like my foot looks atrocious. It's so bad. I I literally have second degree burn. Whatever. It's fine. Anyway, back to the upcycling. Um, uh, yeah. And then like some of the other candle holders, like I'll have other things in them. Like I, if I need, I don't know why I would need paper clips, but I would put paper clips in one of them because they're beautiful, like glass containers that have lids. So, you know, um, Oh, but what I was saying about the bulk shopping is you can take any of those containers with you when you're bulk shopping and they have scales usually in the front of the store. So you weigh your stuff, you write down how much the weight is, and then you go and put like the different stuff that you're getting, whether it's rice or beans or whatever. You can even do it with spices, which is super cool. So if you need cinnamon or oregano or, you know, thyme or whatever, um, you put it in and then you go to the checkout and they can see how much your jar weighed and then they can just weigh the contents inside the jar. And then that is bulk shopping. So you don't use any plastic materials. You don't use any plastic bags. They usually have tons of veggies also. And you usually just bring your like reusable mesh bags for that. Yeah. 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 That is. Yep. And also if you live by any zero waste stores, a lot of them will let you take your own jars to refill with like, Lotion, shampoos, conditioners, oils, detergents, uh, all that good stuff. Yeah, that's super. I, I like that a lot. I want to go to Lauren Singer's package free shop, but I think it's only in New York, right? Yeah. 
She opened uh, the second one, but it's still also in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure it'll be, like, in all the major cities. And, like, honestly, she's getting so much traction. Thank God for that. But, like, um, but you can also order her stuff online. So Lauren Singer is that girl that is, like, zero waste. Um, she has things to make your life easier when you're trying to be zero waste. And you can order her stuff online. And everything comes in a package that can be recycled. So everything in the package can be recycled. Yeah. That comes to your door. So Also, yeah, um... There are a ton of other zero waste stores. Also, also in my highlights, I have links to zero waste stores all over the world, or z- not links to the stores, links to their pages. So, in LA, we've got like like more than four or five. Um, I'm assuming Seattle has some. I know San San Diego has some. They're popping up definitely for sure in like a lot of really big cities. Um, but I mean, people are you know also making them pop up in like not so big cities too. So just like literally Google, you know, zero waste store near me and see if you can. And if not, yeah, you can always like order things like bamboo toothbrushes, safety razors, tongue scrapers, all these like little things that just kind of like you can swap out in your life really easily. Um, You can find them at like basically any zero waste store. But yeah, Lauren Singer is definitely like the pioneer of them. And yeah, you can just totally look them up in case you're like, oh, no, I'm really far from New York. What about my uh impact or whatever yeah yeah I'm conscious about that kind of thing I love it um All right. how to keep our resolutions yes there's only three on here that's these are the major three that I kept seeing if you want to add more definitely let me know but um basically you want to find an accountability partner um this is a person who may want to join you on some of your resolutions whether they be like for sustainability or they're like I want to quit you know smoking crack whatever find a partner um also it could just be somebody that wants to be supportive doesn't necessarily have to be the same person like that wants to do the same things as you um just basically somebody that like you have to answer to because you know they're going to ask you how's your resolution going you know yeah um yeah, another thing you can do that a lot of people do is um, if you want to keep yourself accountable, it's sort of, it's like very similar is there are so many people that like make Instagrams about their zero waste journeys. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if we necessarily need another, but I mean, it's like an avenue and, you know, people like you, if you follow a bunch of people that, um, if you follow a bunch of people that, you know, do that and you learn from them and people start following you and they learn from you you know it's just like you know having an audience always makes you more accountable (laughs) yeah yeah exactly it's so so true I mean whatever works yeah or you could just tell your super like judgy relative about it and then like whether they support you or not, they'll definitely ask you about it and you'll have to answer yeah I think um for sure like the Instagram route is really good if you live in an area that doesn't really like if you're the only one out of you know the people that you know in your immediate circles that cares about the environment if you Mm -hmm. live somewhere that's like very conservative and they're like what type of liberal bs is this um (laughs) the internet is made for you because it's where you can find people that think like you and are outside of your bubble or whatever so yeah if you can't find someone because you're like everyone i know would make fun of me I would definitely Mm -hmm. say turn to Instagram and even like don't go into it with the mindset that you'll 
you know, get 50,000 followers and you'll be like this huge thing. Just do it for the sake of you. And like, if your page grows, you know, that's awesome. But remember like why you're doing it and you'll definitely make friends along the way. Like for sure. It's such the environmental Instagram community is super close knit. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. It's so fun. Usually when I follow like a new, um, like, environmental account I'll see like three of the people that I'm already following are following that account like everyone's like super supportive and like just yeah it's always like really positive energy um and if you don't want to make your own account or whatever just like get on Instagram as like Jane Doe which actually sounds kind of ominous but like just get on Instagram and start following environmental accounts and you'll start seeing like all these different facts that you didn't know and you'll start eventually talking about it and yeah it's a great way to just get in the circle like me and you we don't um we don't post necessarily using like our identities yeah so if you're like I don't I don't want my page to be about me I don't want it I mean it'll be about your lifestyle changes but you don't necessarily have to be posting selfies and stuff on there Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing, like when I created this account on Instagram um, and why I wanted to do a podcast, a lot of people were telling me to do a YouTube channel. And I was like, that's not the point of, and, and that's okay if it is your point, but like you and I both totally share that kind of yeah. mindset where it's more like, I don't want to really waste a lot of time with like my selfies or this or that like I don't have any personal photos on my account because I would like it to be about the content and like more so kind of condensed into like the things that people could change or do in their lives so yeah I think um but if you're looking for someone that has selfies and is super cute and like adorable I've interviewed some people and they're great and honestly it's you know sometimes aesthetic is super important for people and like if that is what drives your change to be sustainable then that's great and like find that kind of stuff it's totally available also um yes then we talked a little a little bit about number two but I'll let you take it okay number two number two incentivize your goals If you hit one month with your goals, maybe plan a trip that you've always wanted to take. Buy tickets to a show you've been dying to see. Give yourself some rewards for accomplishing your resolutions month to month. Yes. Um, Treat yourself in, like, little ways, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I would not recommend, you know, going on a huge shopping spree. But, yeah, going on, like, buying experiences, like concerts or comedy shows. um, Actually, uh, to probably touch on something you talked about for the Christmas episode, um, buying experiences as gifts is a really good alternative yes yeah so like uh for this year for valentine's day my boyfriend didn't buy me anything but we did go see tickets to see like a stand-up comedian that i like love um and so yeah that was really cool and we had like a blast so yeah maybe like uh your goal for the like month or whatever you can yeah get yourself tickets to a concert or a show or maybe you know you get the expensive vegan option that you always want but you're like do I really need to spend that much money and then you stop yourself (laughs) awesome okay so um the third and final uh final one that she provided was be forgiving of yourself it makes no sense to try to fix everything at once 
so make sure you establish clear and reasonable goals. Focusing on a few things and trying your best is better than having a list of 25 and trying to jump into all come New Year's Day. Um, it may seem counterintuitive, but taking a break when you need to and honing in on more on the most important stuff will help you sustain the goals you've established for a lifetime rather than wearing yourself out quickly. That is true, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is really kind of a whole lifestyle change. And so yeah. um, when you can't, you know, it's like working out, honestly. Like, everybody wants to go to the gym more, but, like, you're not just going to become, like, a salad-eating uh, meathead. Not, well, not meathead. Gym head. I don't know what the proper terminology is. Gym Anyways, you're rat. not just going to become, like, super healthy and the gym all the time overnight. and Like, any lifestyle change at all. So, environment should be, like, no different. Um, yeah. Some advice that I like to give is, like, okay, if you want to be more plant-based or whatever start out with like once a week and then like you know start out cutting like maybe your favorite meat dishes you don't give up right away but let's say like hamburgers you're like oh hamburgers are good but like I could eat a veggie burger no big deal you know um Mm -hmm. and then like you know just like the little dishes like maybe pastas instead of getting pasta with like chicken or steak or something you get like a mushroom pasta instead you know like you start switching it out little by little um and then like you start I would say, honestly, start with, like, the easiest changes. Like, don't jump into composting at your apartment. Start with, like, a bamboo right. toothbrush. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start, totally. Yeah, start with, like, a safety razor. Start with, like, something that's, like, because, you know, you know you're going to brush your teeth regardless. Like, you're, the, the habit of brushing your teeth isn't going to change. It's just, like, oh, I'm buying a different thing for that. Yeah, yeah, a thousand so, percent. I think starting small and, like, being consistent with that small change, like something that you can actually like handle and want to do for a while. I think that's the key. It's not about cutting everything out at once. Like you don't want to be like, I'm never going to buy anything plastic again. If you're coming out of nothing, like doing really nothing in that sense. Um, You don't want to be like, I'm going to cut out all plastic, all meat, you know, this and that I'm going to walk to work. (laughs) Like you just, you want to do a little at a time and just like dip your toe in, see how it feels, see how good it feels. And then maybe try a little bit more, you know? Um, and there's always like that great quote that goes around like the environmental blogs and Instagram posts where it's like, it's not about one person doing something perfectly. It's about a million people doing something imperfectly or like trying imperfectly to like be more environmentally friendly, you know? And that's what's going to make the difference. I definitely think that if you want to start being more eco-friendly as part of one of your New Year's resolutions, um, go on to any zero-waste store online. Just literally Google zero-waste store and then just start scrolling through them. Also, um, I want to just take a moment to plug in. I have been working on my own zero-waste store and I've been working on it for like a long time and Mm. I had a bunch of things to work out and I'm still figuring things out, but... um, yeah, you can also check out my store. Um, so hopefully, yeah, that uh, my my shop, it's called shopgogreensavegreen.com. And it's like an online zero-waste store because I don't have a storefront. <laughs> so That's even awesome. if you don't buy anything from me, honestly, like just go use my website as like 
uh, a catalog, I guess. Like, go use it and be like, oh, these are things that I can use, you know. Just look at any zero-waste store online or just go to the hashtag and start looking up things that, like, uh, swap out in your life kind of perfectly. Like, the, the example of a toothbrush, safety razors. Most of you are probably, like, shaving. Um, a safety razor doesn't, you know, necessarily, like, require you to change anything other than buying like a reusable blade uh razor that all you have to do is switch out the blades saves you money um i don't know switching like menstrual products is also really good um yeah Yeah. try to focus initially on changes that don't require a huge amount of legwork from you from the beginning and then you know get into it yeah yeah Yeah. totally and i love the idea of like going and just like looking at zero waste stores like yours or the package free shop or like going to the local one you don't have to buy stuff and like that's the whole point of the zero waste movement is that like don't just start buying all these things on zero waste shops it's like it's not about that it's more about like changing the things that you're currently using but if you have things that you're using I mean use them until they're not usable anymore or you can recycle them it's not about buying more stuff it's about buying the rest of the stuff that you need being more zero waste friendly or like just more environmentally cautious but it's not about consumerism so much so yeah that's always that's always a hard thing to kind of differentiate. I think uh, like sometimes people get really like excited about environmental change and they want to like hit the ground running. So they'll like go to one of these like shops or whatever. dollars And then throw away everything that they've been currently using. But that's not the point. Like all that stuff is yeah. going to get recycled. There's definitely if you've also stuff you can it, DIY. Like, totally. Yeah. Like beeswax wraps. You don't need to buy those. You can definitely make them. <laughs> Yes. Yes, exactly. Did were was that on your blog where I saw like the, how to make them? Yes. Did you I just did make do, your and own? I saved it to okay. my story. Yes. Oh my god, I love it so much. Okay, go to her Instagram and literally watch the story. It's incredible. I loved it. Um I haven't done it, but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, um, they're super you, fun. Yeah, you essentially made your own like beeswax wraps. Can you talk about that for like a second? Of like yeah, why Yeah, yeah. So like, beeswax there. wraps are basically a way to um it's an alternative to plastic wrap and aluminum foil. So, you know, when you cut like a vegetable in half and you're like, I'm only going to use half of those. Normally you'll probably either reach for the plastic wrap or the aluminum foil. Um, so with the beeswax wrap, what you do is you get fabric and then you just coat it in like beeswax. It's a, it's a piece of fabric coated in beeswax. Um, and then you like with the heat of your hands, beeswax like becomes really malleable. You don't have to heat it up like a lot. And then you just wrap it around whatever food item. Or you could put it on top of a bowl. Like if you have a bowl of half-eaten pasta and you're like, I'm going to eat this in a couple of hours. Instead of using like aluminum foil or something, you just wrap it over your bowl. It keeps it fresh. And like beeswax is antibacterial. Um, To wash them, all you got to do is just rinse them under cold water. They last about a year. And then once they like don't, they're not as waxy, you can literally just re-wax them. So the way that I did it, there's two ways. Um... I, like I said, I mentioned I just moved and I still don't have a stove. We're using like a little camper top, like a little hot pot thing or hot plate Mm -hmm. thing. So um, you can use a stove. You just uh, get parchment paper, sprinkle wax on fabric, and then you put it at, I think, like 300 degrees and you just let it like melt and then it melts into the uh, fabric. Or what I did was um, 
you get parchment paper, you put beeswax on fabric, you sandwich it so that the parchment paper is like sandwiched, uh, and there's a piece of fabric with beeswax in between the two, and then you get an iron, and then you like melt the uh, the beeswax wrap, the beeswax onto the wrap, and uh, yeah, it becomes like one. And then you also add jojoba oil so that it becomes more flexible. And some people do add uh, pine tree resin. Um, I didn't because I didn't have access to that. But that's a thing that I've heard that makes it really useful. The thing about beeswax wraps is they're really expensive. So buying like a pack of three could cost you like $18. Which if you, you know, if you have the money, go for it. But like a lot of people are like, what? Three for $18? Like that's wild. <laughs> so... Yeah, also the nice thing about making them at home is that you can make them to any size that you want. So you can look at your dishes or you can be like, oh, I'm probably going to be using them for X, Y, and Z and then make them accordingly to fit your needs. Also, you just go and buy, oh, and for the fabric you use, it should probably be like cotton or like hemp fabric or anything like natural. You don't want to be using um, polyester or anything like that. I think I actually used canvas. So yeah um, I loved that story personally I think it's something that everyone should watch and I think you could just look up the hashtag uh, beeswax wraps yeah and you'll see it right there yeah you'll see a bunch of them actually you know what I'm gonna I don't know how to um how do I put stuff on my blog that like links directly to some of the stuff that you have because I've mentioned a few of your posts I guess I could I mean I guess just Honestly, just go on Ariel's Instagram. It'll be a wealth of knowledge. It's amazing. Yeah. Have fun but that explore. one in particular, I loved it. <laughs> hey, oh, you should. Also, um, uh, I just want to throw this out there just because it's been happening more often. And I want people to, I just want to kind of address it. It's not bad. It's good. So um, I've been getting more and more excited because more and more people have been like hitting me up. Um, like, hey, I have, it started with a club on a college campus that used me in one of their um uh presentations I don't know why I couldn't think of that word they used me in one of their presentations <laughs> and they like tagged me and they were like oh this is an Instagram and I got so excited and so then I started asking people like oh my gosh dude like I'm leaking into like the academic world like literally my Hell, followers are like putting yes. me into like their schooling and um so I've been getting more and more people reaching out and like being like, hey, can I interview you for, like, a school project or something like that or, like, a work thing? So, yeah, I mean, I'm always open to do stuff like that. So if you ever do need help, um, I actually was just on the phone yesterday with some kid from the Bay Area um, that needed help with, like, a project. And he wanted to talk to me about the impacts of, like, social media and the environment and, like, activism and stuff like that. So oh, if you if you kind of are, like if you don't know me or even if you do know me um and you are like oh I would love to talk to her I need help yeah dude I love reaching out partnering up for like projects and stuff like that like all that good stuff if you are in the LA area and you have a project reach out to me I can't guarantee that I'll always be available but I would love to at least hear it and if I can do it if it's in my means I will totally do it I love that that's so sweet you, yeah. you really are, like, so open and so helpful. You helped me find so many different blogs and, like, just different, like, communities and, like, little 
microclimates, if you will, of like the environmental movement. And I love that so much. Um, I think, you know, what might be kind of fun is if you and I hook up to do presentations at some universities. What do you oh think? My God. I actually got asked to do that once to do like a, a Skype call for it. But then the organization seemed kind of sketch. So I didn't do it. Yeah, it seemed weird. Um, and I was so watching. I ended up not. But yeah, I would totally love to. And I mean, like literally... this girl, one time, uh-huh. this girl that was going to do a presentation at the UN sent me her presentation and was like, hey, um, can you go over this? I just want to make sure people can like understand it. Oh, my God. At the UN? Yeah. She didn't ask job me to, like, the revise UN, the science. Does... She's like, the science is all down. She's like, I just want to make sure that I put it in, like, a palatable way so that people there, like, can uh-huh. understand it. I love the UN. I literally applied for a job once there. But, like, those dicks, they never replied. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what I was, like. <laughs> I, don't e- I don't even remember what the hell I applied. I, like... The thing about me is, like, I'll apply to, like, random jobs literally almost every three days. I'll apply to a random-ass job. Like, I've applied to the CIA maybe 17 times. I don't know. Like, but the UN, it's, like, one of those organizations that I always, like, just have such, like, high regards for. And I always want to, like, I don't know. I just want my, like, foot in the door, you know? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. but yeah anyway I think um have you ever watched the Mindy project yes okay so I'm obsessed with her and like I'm on season five so I'm almost done with the show and I've never watched it until like I don't know like a month ago and I've gotten through five seasons I literally have no life but um she does her like she starts a business and then she starts going and doing presentations at like college campuses how fun would it be if you and I teamed up and like did that we're like we're going to your college campuses right like imagine I mean I like what would it's not like we'd be doing it for money but like just to start and you know there was um there was so many posts about how Italy is starting to integrate like environmental education into their courses and it became like a part of the official curriculum and like I can't believe it's 2019 and Italy's the first country to do that you know yeah so I wonder if like I'm sure that they would host like you know free presentations or whatever about that and I'm sure people would participate we should like we should hook it up hook up and like do it in Southern California first and then make our way throughout the coast and then become famous and be on the Today Show. I've got big plans for us. Be on the Today Show. (laughs) Yeah. All right. If a school reaches out to me, I will hit you up. Okay. I have dibs. I have dibs on that. (laughs) (laughs) Even if I'm just handing out flyers. Uh, But you know what? I know some stuff. I know some stuff. I have like the what is this like I think this is my 16th episode there's like you've learned knowledge yeah I know now that the internet does not exist in the um you know in outer space I know that at least in the sky in the sky I know that there's servers and it's not environmentally friendly to like send an email god there's so much to know it can be overwhelming but we can we can make a nice presentation I think yeah for sure we would make it fly for sure. 
Um, and on that note, I think we'll end the podcast so you could go work out and I could go back on my couch and watch Mindy Project and finish the bottle of wine I opened earlier. Oh, I'm not going to work out. <laughs> it's so it's like late. almost 10. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm like good. <laughs> so my to do list, like- I got most of my stuff done. You yeah. were on my to-do list. It's a Skype oh, call. You're amazing. I know you're so busy, but I really enjoy it. I think I'm going to be coming to LA soon. And also, um, I wanted to talk to you about New Year's plans because I might be in Palm Springs and I wanted to invite you and your boyfriend if you wanted to come. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk more. I'll like message Ooh. you. But yeah, if you guys yeah. aren't busy, we should honestly meet up. I'm I'm dying to get back to LA. I love it so much. It's just the job scene for me. It's not good there. And like, yeah, I have very expensive habits. Not trying to be consumeristic, but like, I like to travel and stuff. And it's just it doesn't make sense for me to work down there, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, let's keep in touch. And yeah, maybe we'll see each other like New Year's or something. Awesome. Yes. Thank you so much, Ariel, for being on the show. Um, what is your um, Instagram handle? One more time. Go green, save green, right? Yes. At go green, save green. At go green, save green. It's going to be on the blog again. And I'll tag you in all the Insta stuff. And I'm going to post this tonight. And then um, feel free to make a meme. That was super hilarious last time. If you guys hadn't seen the one from last time, it's it's a hoot. Got a lot of traction. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, I'm so glad. I'm that it was so successful, and it's honestly super fun doing these podcasts too. I love doing them, and I my only regret is that like I had to keep pushing it back. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's life, you know. It's mm-hmm. honestly, it's just it's the way it is, and like I feel like we've bonded so much on that, like together. We've both had, like, a pretty rough couple of months. I can't imagine what you've been through, but hopefully everything's fine now with the car and just, yeah. And hopefully it's going to keep going up because it's going to be 2020 soon. It's going to be the roaring 20s. Yeah. <laughs> it will yeah. be. we got to bring back, like, swing music. It's going to be, like, electro swing. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. I love Oh, my God. I just realized I got invited to a New Year's party and it was themed like Roaring Twenties. And I was like, oh, that's a fun theme. I get Mm -hmm. it because it's going to be 2020. Duh. God. It's crazy. Like, you know, I went blonde a couple years ago and it really hasn't been the same. I miss a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, anyway, thanks so much for being on the show and I'll keep in touch and um have the greatest time in LA I want to hear more about all the things you're doing in the art world and um yeah all the best to you awesome thank you